This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Your Catholic Corner, 89.0 Free FM, on this, the 10th Sunday of Ordinary Time. been listening to Salve Regina by the Benedictine monks, a Gregorian chant. I am Julie, peace be with you. You are listening to your Catholic Corner 89.0 Free FM, brought to you by the parishioners of St. Matthew's in Hillcrest, Hamilton City, Kirikiriroa, God's Own Otea, New Zealand. Your Catholic Corner is on air, online and on demand at your place. Today is the second Sunday after Pentecost and we celebrate a second solemnity today which marks our return to ordinary time in the liturgical calendar. Today we begin, as I said, the 10th week of ordinary time and it's the solemnity of the most holy body and blood of Christ. Once upon a time, this day was called Corpus Christi, and that's Latin for the body of Christ. In the most recent revision of our liturgical rites, it's the Catholic liturgical rites, the name for this day is expanded to be a more complete reflection of a Eucharistic theology. The Feast of Corpus Christi, also known as the Solemnity of the Most Holy Body and Blood of Christ, 
is a Roman Catholic, an Anglican and a Western Orthodox liturgical solemnity celebrating the real presence of the body and blood, soul and divinity of Jesus Christ in the elements of the Eucharist. If you remember back to two months ago, on Holy Thursday, it was the institution of the Eucharist at the Last Supper, and it was a very somber atmosphere leading into Good Friday. If you went to a service on Holy Thursday, you'll remember it as the service where Jesus washed his disciples' feet, or the Mass, where Jesus washed his disciples' feet, and it was the institution of the priesthood and the agony in the Garden of Gethsemane. The Feast of Corpus Christi was proposed by St. Thomas Aquinas, Doctor of the Church, to Pope Urban IV, in order to create a feast focused solely on the Holy Eucharist and emphasizing the joy of the Eucharist being the body and blood, soul and divinity of Jesus Christ. Having recognized the authenticity of the Eucharistic miracle of Bolsena on input of Aquinas in 1264, the pontiff, then living in Orvito, established the Feast of Corpus Christi as a solemnity, and that's a solemnity with a capital S, a solemnity, and extended it to the whole Roman Catholic Church. The feast is liturgically celebrated on the Thursday after Trinity, after Trinity Sunday, so that was last week, where the solemnity of the most holy body and blood of Christ is not a holy day of obligation, as it isn't here in New Zealand. It's assigned to the Sunday after the most holy Trinity as its proper day. So here we go today, the 10th Sunday, Corpus Christi. So because last sun, last Thursday, sorry, last Thursday wasn't a day of holy obligation, it is today, the 10th Sunday of ordinary time. At the end of Mass, some parishes have a procession of the Blessed Sacrament, and sometimes, generally, it's displayed in the monstrance. This procession is followed by benediction of the Blessed Sacrament. This is a notable Eucharistic procession by that the Pope sometimes presides over each year in Rome. And I say sometimes because we have this thing going on right now called a pandemic. When the procession happens, it begins at the Archbasilica of St. John Lateran and passes to the Basilica of St. Mary Major, where it concludes with the benediction of the Blessed Sacrament. The celebration of the feast was suppressed in Protestant churches during the Reformation for theological reasons. Outside of Lutheranism, which maintained the confession of the real presence, many Protestants actually denied the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist other than as merely symbolic or a spiritual presence. And that's where Catholics are different because we believe that the Eucharist, the body and blood that we participate in at each Mass is more than symbolic. It is Jesus. Today, most Protestant denominations don't recognize the feast day. 
The Church of England abolished it in 1548 as the English Reformation progressed, but, la- but later then reintroduced it. Most Anglican churches now observe Corpus Christi, sometimes under the name of Thanksgiving for Holy Communion. Today's Feast of Corpus Christi is one of five occasions in the year in which diocesan bishops, so that's in our case, it's Bishop Steve, isn't to be away from his diocese unless for grave or urgent reasons.
sacrament we adore, please make us love thee more and more. I hope you enjoyed that. You are listening to Your Catholic Corner, 89.0 Free FM, on the dial, online, on air, on demand, at your place. Brought to you by the parishioners of St. Matthew's in Hillcrest, Hamilton City, Kirikiriroa, God's Own Aotearoa, New Zealand. I'm Julie. And here we are in the 10th week of Ordinary Time. In our reading for today, we read the account of the Last Supper found in the Gospel of Mark. It begins with the instructions that Jesus gave to his disciples to prepare their Passover celebration. It then goes on to give an account of the Last Supper. On this Sunday, however, our lectionary reading omits the verses between these two passages. In those omitted verses, we hear Jesus predict his betrayal by one of his disciples. There's also, if you have a lectionary in front of you, or you are following on your Sunday Missal, you will see that there is a reading called The Sequence. It's not a reading, it's actually meant to be sung. I will not hurt you by doing that. So we will be missing that. We'll just do the first reading, the second reading, and the gospel as we usually do. The Gospel of Mark describes, as I said, Jesus' last supper with his disciples as a celebration of the Jewish feast of Passover. The Jewish celebration of Passover is a memorial to and a ritual participation in defining moment of Israel's history. It celebrates God's deliverance of his people from slavery in Egypt. The Passover meal includes many ritually important elements, such as unleavened bread, lamb and bitter herbs. Each food item recalls an aspect of the Exodus event. If you were at the cathedral quite a few years ago, we actually had a Passover supper in the foyer in the week and in, in during Lent. I learnt a lot from that. The instructions for the preparation of this meal are carefully prescribed in the law of Moses, and it's a central obligation of the Jewish faith tradition to celebrate this meal and to give thanks to God for his deliverance and protection. In the description of the Passover meal found in today's Gospel, Mark omits many elements of the Jewish Passover meal. Instead, he describes only those elements he believes to be the most essential to the Christian Eucharist, which is familiar to us each Sunday. Jesus takes bread, he blesses the bread, he breaks the bread, and he shares the bread with his disciples. At Mass, he shares it with us. Similar words and actions follow as Jesus shares the chalice with his disciples. This bread is now shared in Jesus' own body. Those who drink from the chalice 
are invited to share in a new covenant, which will be sealed by Jesus' own blood. Mark's Eucharistic theology looks forward to the kingdom of God that Jesus inaugurates. The Gospel for today reminds us that the Eucharist is a memorial of Christ's sacrifice on the cross. We believe that Jesus is truly present to us in the elements of bread and wine. Remember before the the music in the first half of the show, I said that that's one of the major differences between Catholics and other traditions in that we truly believe that God, that Jesus, is present to us in these elements of bread and wine. They're not just symbols. That is the real thing. Each time we celebrate the sacrament, we prepare for the kingdom of God. The celebration, as the Second Vatican Council taught us, is the source and summit of the Christian life. A reading from the book of Exodus. Moses came and told the people all the words of the Lord and all the ordinances. And all the people answered with one voice and said, All the words that the Lord has spoken we will do. And Moses wrote down all the words of the Lord. He rose early in the morning and built an altar at the foot of the mountain and set up twelve pillars corresponding to the twelve tribes of Israel. He sent young men of the people of Israel, who offered burnt offerings and sacrificed oxen as offerings of well-being to the Lord. Moses took half of the blood and put it in basins, and half of the blood he dashed against the altar. Then he took the book of the covenant and read it in the hearing of the people, and they said, All that the Lord has spoken we will do and we will be obedient. Moses took the blood and dashed it on the people and said, See the blood of the covenant that the Lord has made with you in accordance with all these words. The Word of the Lord. Response for today's psalm I will take the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. What shall I return to the Lord for all his bounty to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation 
and call on the name of the Lord. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful ones. O Lord, I am your servant. I am your servant, the child of your serving girl. You have loosed my bonds. I will take the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will offer to you a thanksgiving sacrifice and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. I will take up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. from the letter to the Hebrews. Christ came as a high priest of the good things that have come. He passed through the greater and perfect tent, not made with hands, that is, not of this creation. He entered once for all into the holy place, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, thus obtaining eternal redemption. For if the blood of the goats and bulls, with the sprinkling of the ashes of a heifer, sanctifies those who have been defiled, so that their flesh is purified, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works to worship the living God. For this reason, Christ is the mediator of a new covenant, so that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance, because a death has occurred that redeems them from the transgressions under the first covenant. The Word of the Lord. Hallelujah. A 
reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. On the first day of unleavened bread, when the Passover lamb is sacrificed, the disciples said to Jesus, Where do you want us to go and make the preparations for you to eat the Passover? So Jesus sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go into the city, and a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him, and wherever he enters, say to the owner of the house, The teacher asks, Where is my guest room, where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you to a large room upstairs, furnished and ready. Make preparations for us there. So the disciples set out and went to the city, and found everything as he told them, and they prepared the Passover meal. While they were eating, Jesus took a loaf of bread, and after blessing it, he broke it, gave it to them, and said, Take, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them, and all of them drank from it. He said to them, This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Truly I tell you, I will never again drink of the fruit of the vine, until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. When they had sung the hymn, they went to the Mount Mount of Olives. The Gospel of the Lord. Thank you for spending the last half an hour or so of your life with me this Sunday morning. Peace be with you. I'll be back with you again next Sunday. Here we are, if you on Queen's Birthday weekend, long weekend, here in Aotearoa, New Zealand, God's own New Zealand. If, as Bishop Steve says, if you are on the roads and you're a slow driver, pull over. Look behind you and then pull over. If you're a fast driver, slow down. Whatever you're doing this long weekend, take care. God bless. Stay safe. And thank you again for listening.
For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.